dazed sibling bounced off his chest and crumpled at the feet of his ragtag posse of mourners. Staring at Ian through eyes that would be more threatening if they weren't so glassy, the brother wiped a spatter of blood from his cheek. The two uniformed officers had perked up and were moving in to see what was happening. You should leave, said the brother from behind clenched teeth. This is a family funeral, and you ain't family. This isn't a funeral, challenged Ian, anger bubbling from deep in his belly. This is your twisted family burying the only decent one of you, a boy who was tortured and beaten to death because his father bargained his life over a lousy drug deal. You got no proof of that, said the brother. And you ain't no fucking cop, neither. You're nothing but a glorified babysitter, man. So unless you're sticking around to suck my dick... It's time you fucked off and left us alone. The two officers broke through the cordon just as the younger brother was hauled off the ground by his friends. The idiot's eyes were still spinning, and strings of bloody drool dripped from his bruised mouth. Is there a problem here? One of the officers asked. The older brother and Ian stared at each other in silent defiance before the brother spoke. No problem, officer he said. My brother was overcome with grief is all. The female officer turned to Ian. She moved in close like cops did to smell your breath and study the clarity, or lack thereof, of your pupils. You should leave, she said. Let them do their thing. Ian turned away from the officer and glanced over to the opposite side of the grave, where two young women stood. With arms linked for support, they both wore black. The sympathetic friend had tried to downplay it, but when the entirety of your self-esteem was rooted in the catcalls of low men, she couldn't resist tarting herself up with a touch of peekaboo mesh at the bosom, a too short and too tight skirt with dark nylons in a spiderweb pattern, cherry lipstick, and bruised plum eyeshadow. The other woman's plain shapeless dress looked borrowed from a scarecrow while colorless flesh made her appear as close to death as the son she was burying. Ian had trouble meeting the fragile mother's gaze, and she did nothing to help him. We told you to leave, spat the father, his words slurred behind broken teeth and stiff jaw. You ain't wanted. The officer touched Ian's elbow. I do what he says. You're not doing anyone any good here. With one final look at the reinforced cardboard box, barely four feet in length, lying on the bottom of a soggy dirt hole, Ian swallowed his anger and walked away. Leaving the broken circle of mourners behind, Ian headed for a large tree crowning the top of a small green hillock in the center of the graveyard. From there, he knew he could find his bearings. Chin down as he walked, Ian barely noticed the damp, gray drizzle portend the approaching storm drifting in from the west. His attention was lost on the way each blade of grass bent under his weight before springing back upright after he passed. Nature was resilient, humanity less so. Are you trying to get him to break parole or just being an asshole? Asked a familiar voice. Ian lifted his chin to see Jersey Castle a detective with Portland PD, and one of his few remaining friends, sitting on a memorial bench under the willow tree. 
A flowery yellow umbrella was resting by his side, but the tree's canopy offered enough protection from the light rain that he hadn't bothered to open it. Mostly the latter, said Ian. Good, because if you wanted him to break parole, you needed to let him throw the first punch. Ian allowed himself a soft grin. Noted. Taking a seat on the bench, Ian removed a dimpled metal flask from inside his jacket and unscrewed the top. He offered it to Jersey, who declined, before pouring a healthy swallow down his throat. Knowing it would take little encouragement for him to drain the vessel, he screwed the cap back on and returned it to his pocket. Out of sight, but rarely out of mind. Nice umbrella, said Ian. Didn't know yellow was your color. It's Sally's. She left it in the car. Sally? She the one who caved in your skull? The hair was growing back to cover an ugly scar.